Good evening. It's good to be here again. It's been a while. Sorry. We love visiting you guys, though. Uh, it's a privilege to bring the word this morning. I, so I was sucked into this from our brother Mark. Uh, one evening, we were at the high school group, uh, and Steve Price has been trying to get us to uh, practice the things that we've been taught. And so Mark swooped right in and was like, hey, Steve, Sam has been saying, I don't want to speak. <laughs> and so Mark says, and then Steve says, OK, Sam, when, when is a good date? You should do it right when I do it. And so this date was set up on that evening. And so here we are. Uh, I'm going to be speaking from Philippians chapter 1. We've been going through Philippians as a discipleship program here uh, with Steve and the other brothers. And my portion is Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 through 7. So the title of the message this evening is, I thank my God for you. Uh, we will get right into it. With the background information, uh, I think there, there has been some information given already, but uh, very basically, uh, the Church of Philippi was founded on Paul's second mission, uh, mission, mission journey, and it was the first to be established by him in Europe. And Paul had a very close relationship with this church, and we can see that through the partnership that they shared together uh, in the furtherance of the gospel. Uh, the Philippians heard about the imprisonment of Paul, and, and as they heard, they sent Epaphroditus with another financial gift to support him. So you could call this, you could call this book a personal thank you letter for that gift. So I'll get right into the passage. Uh, Philippians 1, 3 through 7. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart. Inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers with me of grace. Let's pray one more time. Uh, Lord, we thank you again for calling us your people. Uh, we thank you for this morning where, uh, as your people, we were able to be reminded of that great gift given to us in your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, we pray that as we continue to uh, try and be a people who follows after you, uh, a people who want to further your gospel, uh, that we be united in it, uh, Lord, and that you would continue to work in our own lives uh, as we try and live in a way that is worthy of that calling. Uh, we thank you again for this evening and pray that you would speak through us uh, through your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. <clears throat> So the title, like I said, was I Thank My God For You. Uh, that'll be the, each section that we go to will be pointing to that very topic. Uh, as we see in verse 3, 
I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Uh, everything that we go through in these uh, following verses, 4 through 7, is going to be pointing back to that. Uh, for the first section is making requests, uh, verses 4 through 6. And then the second section is completing a good work, uh, which is verse 6. And then uh, this is right, is verse 7. So in verse 3, he starts with, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all with joy. As Paul goes and gives this uh, letter to the people, uh, the first thing that he does after he says thank you, uh, he says he goes to them in prayer. He goes to the Lord in prayer, even in the midst of hardship. Uh, he he knows that these saints are a joy and delight to him, and so in his thankfulness, in his gratitude, he goes straight to the Lord and says, "God, I thank you for uh, these Philippian believers," and he follows that up with making a request uh, for them. And that request uh, was to continue in the fellowship of the gospel. Uh, many of the saints, they were probably there at the beginning of the church, and they were active participants in that fellowship. And the gospel had, done, and had obviously been uh, a work done in them, and God had con continued to show that faithfulness in each of their lives and in the church at Philippi. And Paul sends this letter saying uh, with confidence that God would complete and continue that good work uh, in these Philippian believers. Um, so as, as God places uh, these Philippian believers on his heart and mind, he was reminded of the fellowship that they shared in the gospel, the work that, that had been done through the Spirit into each of their souls and the joy that they now have in sharing in that privilege as God's people, as people chosen to uh, further the gospel, uh, not only in one another's lives, but in, the Philipp or in Philippi as well. And so as God did that good work in each one of them, uh, Paul had a confidence that Christ would continue to do that good work uh, until Christ's return. And so for us, I was thinking, in our fellowship and our local assemblies, uh, we should be participating together in the work of the gospel as well. We should be praying about ways in which to advance, defend, live in a manner worthy of it, and striving side by side uh, for the faith. I know that you guys have WANA, Young Adults Ministries, prayer meetings, Sunday meetings, other outreach ministries, uh, doing what the Lord has called us to do, uh, doing what it is that... Um, will encourage one another to be actively fellowshipping in the work of the gospel, uh, that lives would be changed and that the Lord would uh, give us opportunity to work in and through it. And then as we reflect on that faithfulness uh, of the Lord in our own lives, uh, we can also be thankful, just like Paul was, just like these Philippian believers were, of uh, the Lord and what he's done. So giving thanks for one another as well and say, I thank my God for you as partners in Christ. And going on to verse, uh, verse 6, that he who, began, who, or he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Uh, Paul had seen the working of the Lord in his own life. 
Uh, he knew that only through Christ and the working of the Holy Spirit he could continue to do that good work. Uh, that was only begun by the Lord. And in his faithfulness to him, he was confident that that same Holy Spirit, that same working would be done in the Philippians as well. And God had given them the salvation, and now the Lord would be working in each one to be more like Christ. Uh, we can be grateful as well, knowing that God is the one who begins and completes the good work. Uh, we can try, I know I try all the time to uh, be good, to be more like Christ, uh, to do things according to my own passions, but uh, as long as we abide in him and know that it is only through uh, his grace given to us that uh, he does this good work, uh, we can trust and obey that he uh, will make, uh, make it complete uh, when he comes back for us. And of course, uh, as, as he molds and shapes us, uh, he uses us to build up other believers as well. Uh, we, we are not called to be alone. We are not called to be uh, living in a way uh, that, uh, I guess, would try and exemplify Christ according to our own purpose. But as a church body, as ones who are unified in that gospel and the working of the Spirit, uh, he has called us to build one another up in that way. And uh, our chapel has been going through Ephesians. And this morning, Jesse, uh, he went through Ephesians chapter 4, 1 through 16. Uh, as, we, as we went through, I thought it connected so well to what it is that God has called us to do as believers. Uh, I'll read verses uh, 1, 7, and 11 through 16 in ver Ephesians chapter 4. Therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. <clears throat> so, of course, God could do whatever he wanted to build the church. Uh, he, could, uh, he could use individuals uh, to exemplify who he is, but he chose to use us to grow his body. He chose to use us to encourage one another, to build one another up, to edify one another. Uh, we need each other to grow. Uh, we need the church body to grow to be more like Christ. As we see uh, more mature brothers or sisters exemplify that day to day, we can follow that in that example, and we look forward to that day that Christ re returns and completes that good work in us. But until then, we can have confidence that the Holy Spirit will mold and shape us into men who resemble more of Christ each day. 
Uh, verse 7, going back to um, Philippians chapter 1, verse 7. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers with me of grace. Paul says, it's right for me to be thanking God for you. Uh, I have you in my heart. Uh, we have fellowship together. We have uh, strived for the furtherance of the gospel together. And my love for you is as real as these chains, as the working of the defense and confirmation of the gospel. Uh, we're partners because we've all been given the grace of, of God. And we've been given the salvation uh, to help, help glorify the Lord uh, in this world. And uh, the Philippian church, of course, had sent the financial gift along with one of their own to support Paul. Uh, they knew that the Lord had called them to preach the gospel to these people and in their gratitude of their own salvation, uh, wanted to do this as partners in the fellowship of the gospel. Uh, for us in our local assemblies, uh, we too should have the same attitude of Paul. Uh, our attitude towards one another should be that of thankfulness. I thank my God for you. I find that at times uh, when, when I and part of a ministry, church, whether it be at church or at camp, uh, I find myself thinking, why can't this person follow along with me? Why can't uh, they partner with me in, say, doing the music or doing the directing or the cabin leading? Why must I do this on my own? And I know that this person's much more talented or this person is uh, much more social than I am but God has a funny way of using each one of us to uh, just bring glory to himself. Uh, I know for me, I've hung out with some of you, and I don't know if you can tell already, but I, my, my thing is not exactly to speak in front of people. I, I will do it most readily to serve. Uh, I, I can help direct camps, but it's it's a way in which the Lord definitely works in me. I am not, I don't believe that uh, the Lord, the Lord can definitely use each one of us in a way in which uh, he can be glorified and in him alone. And um, just like the church body where we are to use those gifts, where we are to use uh, the things that God has graced us with uh, to build one another up, uh, we're called to do that uh, in a way so that he can be glorified. And uh, the Holy Spirit can shape us to be more like Christ. I think that was the biggest encouragement for me as I was reading this passage, that God is the one who brings that good work in us, that he will bring it to completion at the day of his return. Uh, I've, I have been struggling. I, I think I told you guys uh, at the beginning of the summer uh, that I started working at as, as, as a teacher in middle school. It's springtime, and the kids are a little crazy, and I am <clears throat> I'm struggling to uh, every day love on these kids as God has called me to, to show them that compassion that God has given to me. And at the end of the day, 
I'm tired. I have, I have six-period conference, so that's really nice. But then that means that I don't want to do anything, so it's also bad. But as I sit there, I think to myself, <clears throat> Lord, I am tired. These kids were on my nerves today. They were a little crazy. But Lord, I thank you for them. I, I find myself sitting down exhausted and going straight to the Lord saying, Lord, I thank you for these children. I thank you that you have placed them in my lives, in my life. And I want to be that example of Christ to each one of them. And I think that if we can do that in our local assemblies as well, even when we don't get, I, I know we all don't get along. We, there are some uh, personality issues that come up and I've, I've had those as well. But when we know that God is the one who has given us that grace. God is the one who has <clears throat> allowed us to be in this body of Christ. We are such a privileged people, and as we, as we bump shoulders, as we strive to be more like him, as we try and build up one another through the gifts that he's given to us, uh, I think more and more people will see Christ uh, as we as we try and live for him and for his glory. And uh, when we're rooted in Christ's love, when we abide in that love that he has for us, uh, we can learn to love one another in the way that Christ does. Uh, I think that there obviously shouldn't be a limit of that love either because we are all partakers of that grace. Uh, God gave us uh, such a precious gift and the perfect example of love in giving us his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we were reminded this morning through the bread and the cup, uh, he didn't withhold anything. He shed his blood and broke his body on the tree for us so that we might have new life in him. And so I think that for me, um, I've, I've connected these past few days thankfulness and love. Uh, when we are thankful, when we are able to reflect upon the things that the Lord has given to us and the many blessings that he showers upon us each day, there becomes a longing to love him in return because he, we don't deserve any of it, but he freely gives it to us each day. And so I'd like to just end with this verse that many of you guys know, Matthew from Matthew 22. Matthew 22, verse 36 through 40. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So just as we saw this letter uh, in, this, in this section of the letter of Philippians, Paul thanks these believers uh, because he knew what he had been given as well. He knew the grace that he had been given and the grace that he shared with these people. And because of his love for the Lord, uh, because he loved him with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his might, 
and with all his mind, he was able to extend that love to these Philippian believers. And I think he is a great reflection of that second one as well. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Paul could have easily said, I'm in these chains. I am the one who's working hard. I am the blessed one and giving up all. Uh, you guys are comfortable in Philippi and enjoying life. Uh, but instead, he said he was a partner with them. He considered them as partners, as real as the chains, as real as the gospel itself because of the work that had been going on in his life and in theirs. And so for us as well, we should be thinking about how we can love our neighbors as ourselves and uh, just reflecting upon the thankfulness that should be overflowing in our own lives. Um, so as we close, uh, before I pray, I was thinking, uh, the title again was, I thank my God for you. Uh, so if you guys, if we could reflect a little bit upon what God has done for us and pray and thank him uh, and just take a little bit of time to think about uh, the many blessings that he showers upon us each day. So maybe 30 seconds to a minute, and then I'll close in prayer. Lord, we're so thankful this evening for the life that you have called us to, the privilege that we have in being a part of your family, uh, being your people. And uh, Lord, we confess that at times it's hard. Uh, our church families, uh, it's just like a family. We don't always get along, but we do love each other. And I pray that you would continue to shower uh, that love into our lives as uh, we want to be a reflection of your son. Uh, we want to bear his image so that others may see Christ in us. Uh, we thank you for uh, being the one who does that work in each one of us. Uh, we don't have to try to do these things on our own, but uh, as long as we abide in you and abide in your love and depend upon the spirit that dwells within each one of us, uh, you have promised to mold and shape us into uh, your image bearers, uh, that we would be your ambassadors, your messengers uh, to uh, further your gospel. Uh, we thank you for the faithfulness that uh, you have shown in each of our lives. And uh, Lord, we thank you again for the opportunity to serve. Uh, we, uh, we thank you for the ministries that uh, you have uh, given to us in Awana, in Bible studies, in Sundays. Um, Lord, we're so blessed to see how you work. Uh, we're so blessed to see that you are a mighty God and you are the one who, uh, who changes lives. Uh, we want to be a part of your body, uh, that we would function well and that we'd be unified in your gospel uh, so that, uh, again, you, you can get all the glory. 
You're the one who uh, has gifted us, and we just want to return it all back to you. Uh, we thank you again for the gift of your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the life that we're able to enjoy fully in him uh, because, of, because of that gift. Uh, we thank you again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.